thank you, Bob, for that reading. That was a long reading, um, so I really appreciate that. Well, let's just pray together as we come. Heavenly Father, thank you that we are no longer in despair. We are no longer under the law of sin and death, but we are welcomed in to live under the law of life, the law of grace, the law of your spirit. Fill us now and help us to hear what you have to say so we can be changed and leave here looking like your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So yes, I, um, I am Mark. I look a bit different this morning. Um, some people commented in the first service they didn't recognize me. Um, but uh, yes, um, Nigel asked me to speak this morning, and um, I confess I just picked my favorite passage of Scripture and decided to preach on that. Um, John, um, Romans chapter 8 is just so deep and, and wide. It's got so much to say about faith, about following God, and um, I just love it. And one of the things it has to say is about this paradox that we find in life about work works and faith, about obedience and acceptance, this fact that God accepts us and loves us no matter what we do, that we are loved in God and we can't do anything to separate ourselves from God's unending, unconditional love. And yet also our lives need to have some, th some evidence of faith, some evidence that God has changed us, some evidence that we are indeed his children. And so this passage goes on to say what this looks like, and it talks about it in two ways, the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death. So I'd just like to describe those two different things and wrestle with that with you this morning, if that's okay. The law of sin and death, let's begin um, with that. We'll begin with the bad and go to the good. Um, have you ever felt not good enough? Have you ever felt like all these wonderful, shiny Christians all around you are doing a really good job and you're just not quite doing that? You ever felt that your wrestle with holiness, with goodness, isn't quite good enough? Do you ever just feel condemned, feel like you're not good enough? Well, thankfully, we're not alone in that. In Romans chapter 7, just before this passage, um, Paul says the phrases, I do what I don't want to do, don't do what I do want to do. How can I live this life with God? And he finishes by saying, thank goodness that we have Jesus Christ. I myself constantly despair of my own sin, my own fails, failures with other people, with God, and with myself. But that's the law of the Spirit, um, the law of sin and death in our lives. It can also look like um, a do-it-yourself attitude in two different ways. It can look like a do-it-yourself attitude where we say, okay, God, you have this right and wrong, but I don't want to live by that right and wrong anymore. I want to redefine that for myself, and I'm going to live the way I want. I'm going to live by my own morals, my own rules, and then I'm going to have a great life. And we can see that happening easily um, in today's world, especially those laws that Westminster are going to be imposing on um, um, Northern Ireland, if Stormont doesn't come together in the next couple of months, the way that they want to change the definition of right and wrong, change the definition of lots of different things. And we do that in our own lives. 
or it can be a, a do-it-yourself attitude in that we say, um, God, okay, that's, that's a great, I, I appreciate your right and wrong. That's what right and wrong is. That's fine. But I think I can do that myself. I don't, I don't need your help. I think I can do that without you. And it can feel like feeling not good enough and feeling condemned. But that's um, not how we're supposed to live. That's not what it's supposed to look like. That doesn't work. Um, in, in verse 7 and 8, it goes, God go, or Paul goes as far as to say that we can't do anything. We can't please God in this um, lifestyle. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. We can't do it ourselves. We can't accomplish um, the right and wrong by ourselves. We can't be accepted by God by ourselves. We can't do it. And so it can look a little bit like this. So, Ryan, if you want to throw that image up on the screen. We start, uh, the aim of our lives is to get achievement, uh, to get acceptance from God, to get acceptance from people around us. And so we start off with achievement. We try and do things. We try and obey God's laws. We try and be good people. We try and even do things in our work lives, in our family lives. We try and achieve. And when we do achieve, we find significance and a little bit of sustenance in that and get a little bit of an, an addiction to that. We say, oh, I've achieved something. I've got a little bit of a hit out of that, so I'm going to do that because I find acceptance in that. But those are small doses of acceptance, and it's a deadly cycle that goes further down. And actually, the, the flip side of this cycle is that we don't achieve and that we find insignificance. I know we can keep up the last one, sorry. Sorry, Ryan. We don't find significance or sustenance, and we are not accepted because we can't do it ourselves. But thank goodness that we have a gracious God who doesn't leave us in this. In this passage, it says, the righteous requirements of the law were fulfilled in Jesus. The flip side of this passage that it starts of Romans 1, verse 8, verse 1, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. The flip side of that is there's condemnation for those who are not in Christ Jesus, that we cannot achieve anything on our own, that we need him. So C.T. Studd goes um, and says, only, what, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And I'd like to add to that in saying only what's done with Christ will last. So Jesus did what we could not do on our own. Jesus accomplished the perfect sacrifice for sin. He lived the perfect life to show us how to live. And he laid his life on the cross so that our acceptance could be bought, so that we wouldn't have to strive anymore, so that we could be in right relationship with God. And so, in, like in Romans, we can say, okay, well, if I'm accepted and loved in God, I can just live whatever way I want, because God loves me, God accepts me no matter what I do. But as it says in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, um, should we keep on sinning so that sin may abound even more by no means there should be evidence of um, faith of works in our lives because grace has bought us the victory we should live the victory out every day and so the spirit the law of the spirit of life can look a little bit like this and we'll throw that one up on the screen there Ryan. 
we are accepted and loved in God. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. No matter what we achieve or don't achieve, God accepts and loves us. And we have, we have received that acceptance and love through the gift of his son. And as Nigel and the prayer team said this morning, we, all we have to do is receive that peace. Because of that acceptance, we find sustenance and significance. We find fullness and contentment. And because of that, we live lives of love for others and love for God, lives of holiness, and we achieve. And sometimes we don't achieve. But thankfully, the aim of this cycle is always acceptance, and we already begin at acceptance. In verse um, 12, um, no, sorry, in verse 11, it says, And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. We have the ability now to accomplish what we want, wanted to accomplish, to achieve, to live lives of holiness, to live lives of goodness, because Jesus has paid the price for us already. And so sometimes <clears throat> life can feel a bit, um, a bit down and out. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we are winning the battle. Sometimes it feels like this cycle, we go between the two. We go from um, a cycle of grief where we seek for acceptance or the cycle of grace where we seek um, for achievement. We go between these two cycles in our lives and we need to pray that God would keep our eyes on Jesus and not on ourselves. And in this we find ourselves, as it says in verse 15 of the passage, crying, Abba, Father, because we are adopted sons and daughters of the kingdom. The word Abba um, is actually a word used, uh, some people say it's a bit more like daddy, but I, I would go a wee bit further to say that it's like a, a one-year-old child learning how to speak and says something like dada, or, so Abba is a bit like that. I can even imagine my nephew saying the word Abba. That's what we cry when we say to God in our acceptance and in the love he has for us, Abba. So in our voices in our head that condemn us and say that we're not good enough and that we can't do it on our own, we can basically say to them, yep, you're, you're right, but thankfully I do it with Jesus. When Jesus was tempted in the desert, he used scripture to combat what the devil was saying. And so that's a good thing to do in our lives, to memorize scripture and to use it against the devil's attacks when he tempts us and when he tempts us to despair. One verse that um, Abby and I have been clinging to recently is in 1 John, um, 1 John 3, 20, which says, um, even when our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. And the same with this verse, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Whenever Satan tells us you're not good enough, you're not, you're not getting up to the mark, you're not making um, this life of, of a Christian look very good, you can simply reply there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If you say to yourself, well, actually, I'm good enough on my own. I can do this myself be reminded that the law of the sin and death leads to death. It leads to separation and, and disconnection from God. And if you say, well, I'm going to redefine 
right and wrong for myself, well, again, we find that we're lost in that. And so we come to the end of this passage recognizing that we are sons and daughters of God, that there's no condemnation for us, that we can live a life of acceptance, and because of that we can live lives of holiness, of goodness, and of grace. We proclaim that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And as Romans finishes with Romans 8, 38 and 39, I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depths, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so as we finish up and we have um, the band come up and, and, and lead us in our final song, the prayer ministry team will be um, at the side, um, at sides here. If, if you feel condemned in your heart and feel like you're not good enough come up for prayer and ask for that peace that Nigel was talking about this morning and say ask Jesus to come in and, and to say you are good enough there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus if you feel like you've just had a time where you said God I want to define this for myself but I want to come back again or even if you've just said I've been living a life of self-righteousness. I've been doing it on my own. I've not been doing it with God's acceptance and love. I've been doing it to try and get God's acceptance and love. Then please come up for prayer for that as well. But let's just pray together before we, we worship. Dear Heavenly Father, you are a good and gracious God and you give us gifts whether we deserve them or not. And the most gracious gift of all, your Son. We long to live lives of holiness, powered by a love for you and a love received from you. Give us that peace this morning, God. Would we know, as the psalmists say, goodness and mercy following us all the days of our lives. Help us to wrestle with these truths this morning and to go out changed. In Jesus' name.